Newsflash, transgender, the most trusted pronoun in news. Much has happened since our last episode, more than we could possibly cover in a brief podcast. Nevertheless, here are some of the top stories of the past few months. The dreaded coronavirus continues to ravage the globe, or at least continues to ravage the United States, while much of the rest of the world is cautiously returning to something approaching normalcy because their governments didn't see social welfare as a moral failing, and their citizenry didn't see face masks as an affront to personal liberty. As of this recording, global deaths from COVID-19 have topped one million, with a full 200,000 of those deaths taking place in the United States. And, of course, President Trump, the First Lady, Republican Senators Mike Lee and Tom Tillis, and multiple other top Republicans surrounding the President have tested positive for coronavirus in one of the world's most obvious could-have-seen-that-comings in recent history. An increasingly surreal election season marches towards November 3rd, despite the President's recent coronavirus diagnosis, with President Trump refusing to commit to a peaceful transfer of power, leaks of his tax documents showing him paying next to nothing in taxes and claiming tens of millions of dollars in losses, and Joe Biden standing to the side, kinda gesturing as if to say, seriously, I need to explain why I'm the better candidate than that racist, sexist, homophobic, rapey, criminal jackass? Meanwhile, Black Lives Matter protests continue to grow, most recently following the failure of a grand jury to hold anyone accountable for the murder of Breonna Taylor. The question continues to be asked, is there anything police can do to convince their supporters that American policing is fundamentally and irrevocably broken? And the answer, nope. As long as the police are mostly targeting black people, we are good. And finally, the climate crisis has fueled more and more extreme weather events, from the wildfires ravaging the west coast to hurricanes and tropical storms slamming into the opposite end of the continent. Having just moved home to Chicago, you can bet your newsflash transgender host is feeling pretty darn smug about living in the Midwest right now. Newsflash Transgender is sponsored by Procrastination. Why do today what you can put off until tomorrow? Did you know that research suggests pigeons may be able to procrastinate? Or that people's procrastination may be getting worse due to the information overload of the digital age? Or that there's records from thousands of years ago of great thinkers warning against the dangers of procrastination? Or that you can indulge in lazy writing if you keep asking rhetorical questions without ever answering them? So try procrastination whenever you get around to it. The Jewish High Holidays were in late September this year, stretching from Rosh Hashanah, which began on September 18th, to Yom Kippur, which ended on September 28th. Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, saw the Jewish calendar tick over from 5780 to 5781. Some Jews took to Twitter to express hopes that the heightened problems of the recent year weren't linked to the Gregorian year 2020, but were in fact related to the Jewish year 5780, and that the progression to 5781 would bring some relief. Given that Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away on the last day of 5780, that explanation makes as much sense as any. Ultimately, however, it is too early to tell what 5781 will bring.
Yom Kippur, meanwhile, is the Day of Atonement, and boy, do transgender people have some atoning to do. First, the powerful and merciless transgender lobby has cancelled beloved author J.K. Rowling, all for the minor slight of repeatedly saying transgender women aren't women, and that the lived experiences of transgender people, not to mention the ever-growing research that supports trans-affirmative public policies, are less important than her special snowflake feelings about what it means to have been born with or without a vagina. Newsflash Transgender wishes to atone for the transgender community's desire to be treated respectfully by public figures with massive platforms and stands with J.K. Rowling because a privileged white woman worth upwards of a billion dollars is certainly the underdog in this fight. Transgender people must also atone for destroying fairness in sports. Dastardly transgender athletes, clearly the enemies of fair play, went so far as to drive Republican Kelly Loeffler, an appointed, that is, unelected senator from Georgia, to introduce the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act. Said act would ban boys from girls' sports and define who is a boy and who is a girl based solely on that person's, quote, reproductive biology and genetics at birth. Because if there's one thing that's appropriate about sports, it's figuring out who can play on which team when someone's a young adult or an adult based on what was between their legs when they were born. Totally reasonable, Senator Loeffler. Newsflash Transgender wishes to atone for transgender identity, biological complexity, and a world that is more complicated than Senator Loeffler is willing or able to grasp, despite her role as an official representing Georgia's 10 million residents in the world's greatest deliberative body. And that's Newsflash Transgender, the most trusted pronoun in news. You can support Newsflash Transgender by rating and reviewing the show online. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you hate the show, tell your enemies. Either way, everyone wins. Find me on Twitter at Rebecca Kling. R-E-B-E-C-C-A-K-L-I-N-G. Join us next time for the last gasps of democracy from a broken system. Until then, eat your feelings and stay safe.